I want this show to be epic, as Stock Martin said at the auction block. I got Baylor, Bynum, and Stock Martin here, and I don't know how I got so lucky to be a non-podcaster just nine days ago. And now we got the likes of Ward Eckloff, Brian Gottemiller, Brian Martin. Uh, the list goes on and on. Now, today, I get Baylor Bottom and Stock Martin. And these two boys, as we used to say on NGNG, are the future. I just wanted to briefly talk about something that I think people all over the country would find entertaining. And that's a steer. Was the steer called Red Rocky or was he called Red Rock? I always thought he was called Red Rock. No, Red Rocky. The, the steer that yeah, went to Denver for a shockey was always, was always called Red Rocky. I, I guess yeah. I'm a... I'll tell the background on that on that steer from my perspective. Uh, he was born in 2013 in March at, at uh, a guy that I sell cattle to. His name is Dan Snedden from Ogden, Iowa. <clears throat> Dan and his wife were uh, buying heifers from me at the time. They had reserve in Louisville one year in the Key Show, uh, third overall at the World Beef Expo, third overall at the Iowa State Fair. And then they get this little ground pound in red. Monopoly. Full sister to Harry Bear. Looked incredible as a baby. I seen him in the deep, deep mud as a baby baby back in April or May of that year. Then going on to the fall. This is a good story to tell, and you'll be entertained by this story, uh, Baylor. He was so narrow down his top and broken behind his blade that Dan wanted to keep him for a bull. Or He said, you do what you think's right, Matt. We would sure like to have our name on a bull. Well, I mean, just to tell the whole story and be honest, that thing was broken like a donkey behind his shoulders. He must have gotten just slightly sick over the summer, and he wasn't putting on weight. And basically any calf at a very green condition level can give you a little bit of an awkward look in behind their shoulders. And obviously long-term it didn't affect Mr. Red Rocky. But uh, that's just a unique story about Dan wanted to keep him for a bull. We said, Dan, this thing just ain't tying in well enough behind his shoulders for us to consider him for a bull. So we cut him. Uh, he looked nice through September. He looked nice through October. And then comes in comes Dave Geyer mid to late November of that year. And he looked 12 o'clock. And we were just getting ready to show him at a Thanksgiving show uh, that weekend or the weekend after Dave was there. And uh, Dave says, how much do you want for him? And we price him. Dave scooped him up and uh, hauled him back home, ends up down at Steve's. Good point for me to hand it off to you i guess tell me what you thought once he got to newcastle he never did get jackpotted he only got showed one time is that right yep he just got shown one time um he was a freak of nature uh he wasn't ever blessed with the best hair coat ever mm -hmm. not even when he was a big one but that thing's feet and legs and hip and body and just overall look was unbelievable he never ever had a bad day i mean he was as stout as you could ever want to make one he was as he was absolutely as sound as you could ever want to make one with the best body and the best appetite whenever it come to feeding time i mean he was just the kind that you like to have have in the barn oh, yeah. and uh i mean go yeah. out and see every day because he was so good acted good ate good i mean he was just one of them that could have lived on good clean air <laughs> I'm not asking you to talk about anybody's calves other than the ones that you personally showed, Baylor. It takes a, a lot of uh, 
belief in a calf to only show him one time if you have true belief. I mean, sometimes we showed a steer in Sioux Falls uh, that we only showed one time three years ago. He got reserve overall. It was the first no guts, no glory to win. Uh, but we only showed him one time because he was a crazy son of a bitch. I mean, there's reasons why people only show him one time. A steer of Red Rockies, uh quality, and he was disposition was just fine. Why do you personally feel like you only wanted to show them real high qualities one time? Because I think you did it once or twice throughout your show career. We just always had better luck just showing them one time. Um, whether they were usually a couple of them wilder ones, we'd just keep home right. and just keep breaking on, and we might haul them somewhere right. once or twice and, and do sure. that. Yeah. But, I mean, like you said, you've got to have belief in them if you're not going to take them out and try to build an yeah. ego up for them. But, but we just right. always had better yeah. luck doing that, and, and I didn't mind doing it on the end of the halter whenever, whenever it came time in the end. It's amazing, really. Dang sure, my, my family, I'm not trying to put you on a pedestal, but my family will never be at the level that you personally were at, just going at basically every major for about five or six years or even longer, maybe longer than that, your whole career. I'm sure you never went to a major you didn't think you can win. Just to pinpoint them for one show, it takes a big old satchel, and uh, I would say uh, just incredible to watch you guys run through the years and uh, have runs where you just basically dominate, and then other other years where maybe you were on a little dry spell, but you always knew you were going to be back for more. In conclusion, Rock wrapping it up on Red Rock, any special stories about the steer, like before Denver, during Denver, or after at the Brown Palace, or anything, or just just another Denver win, no big deal at the bottom show cattle. No, I don't know if I'd go that far. That that Denver is <laughs> is about as tough as it it gets to win one, and and the coolest thing about that show by far is getting to go to the Brown Palace. Um, I I got yeah. to go there a couple times, and it is it's awesome until mm-hmm. you have a wild one. The one that one of them that I won with actually was the very first one. That one that had the white stripe on his side. He was a little bit ornery. It was very, very nerve-wracking being 12 sure. years old and walking that calf right in there in front of all those people and that piano right there and everything else. Mm-hmm. But somehow we managed to do it. Is that is my memory correct? Was that a heat wave from Dan Sullivan? Yes, I think. I believe so. You bet. Yep. Okay, well, I appreciate it, man. But I'm going to make you the, the same guarantee I made Stock and Brian. If you're not satisfied with the audio that we put out there, I am going to give you one half semen interest in either King Cobra, Hawkeye, or I am here. You pick Baylor Bottom, okay? We try to keep these things short, and I guarantee you there are teenagers and parents and grandparents alike that are going to be listening to this episode thinking to themselves, how does Matt Lautner score an interview with Baylor Bottom and Stock Martin? And I guess, I don't know either. I just, I feel so blessed right now. Fate. You say fate? We live. Yeah. You caught us at a good time. We lived together. That Monopoly 105 that we raised with Nick, he, uh, no, he was maybe a month early. And he Bingo. Went there we go. Let's roll with that one. Yeah. So he came early, and did you have to keep him under the barn, or did Brian sleep with him in the in the bedroom, or how did you keep him going? All right. We kept that calf up by the barn his entire life. He was the biggest baby we've ever had. Mm. Yep. And what year would that have been? Would that have been 13 or 12, or what year was that? I mean, the year that he won Fort Worth. Yeah, he'd have have won Fort Worth in 2013. Uh, Michelle tracked down an old catalog cover. I'm almost 1,000% sure that that 
that steer was on the cover of her I think 2013 so. catalog. Yeah. So I think so. You nursed him back to health, and uh, I mean, did he always stay vigorous, or did it was he one of them that was kind of dopey, or did he get him back to full health after you got him rolling? No, he he came on pretty good actually for a premature. It took him just a little while when he was younger. Um, mm-hmm. You know, them things, their lungs and stuff weren't great, but when he came on, we showed him. Uh, we didn't show him. Uh, well, we showed him in April, I think. Didn't really show him there in June. Uh, took him to the belt buckle, won the belt buckle. I think uh, that calf probably the winningest steer that I ever had in terms of his whole yep. career. Um, yep. He was, he was unique. But how many times, we're just talking about stock and sage, how many times did you and your sister, maybe it was just your sister, didn't she reserve that show about four or five times? She was reserved twice, and then I was reserved uh, in 2012 with a steer from Mickey Peck. His name was Woodpecker. <clears throat> so three times. That's pretty cool. Like, yep. So people in the won. northern market or outside of Texas wouldn't know this, but if you win Fort Worth, you can't, you can't come back. So the fact that you guys got reserved three times, you know, just it's never about money, but that meant you could go back and you could go after more money. That's just, I mean, amazing accomplishment that you were able to be reserved, but it's also unique because did you end up both winning it or did you were you the only one that won for I was the only one that ended up winning. I was reserving 12 and then champion. I won in 2013. Uh, just in conclusion, Baylor in stock. I don't care who takes this question, and both take it if you want to. But just, I had mentioned in a podcast the other day that uh, sons and daughters of some of uh, some of the industry legends uh, sometimes get raised with a silver spoon in their mouth. <clears throat> Personally, I'm probably a lot like you guys. I probably got raised with a, a belt whip if I, just, if I didn't mind my manners. <laughs> so, anyways, my my question to you is. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on you, and I don't want to make this weird, but, like, it's truly amazing that you guys aren't really caught up in the just in the excitement of being at a, at a young age, such an elevated level of status. And I guess the thing that would ring home to the listeners maybe is, is how do you keep your focus so narrow in terms of keeping your eye on trying to win shows and not just enjoy the moment uh, being 18 to 20 years old? To be honest with you, I was probably more of a young punk whenever I was your age. Enjoyed the moment, didn't always care about the win. But I, I mean, just interacting with you and Baylor, it was pretty pretty apparent that you guys weren't weren't uh, just looking for a nice calf. You were looking for show champions. Appreciate that. I just want you guys to talk about your ability to focus on the narrow prize of winning shows rather than just getting caught up in the moment, enjoying the, the age level you're at, just enjoying – being a college kid, I don't think you guys probably get to enjoy college quite as much as some of them kids that like to drink every night. Well, I, if we're being honest, we uh, we do have our fair share of fun around here in Stillwater. But uh, when you're when you uh, when you're raised in this industry, um, I mean, you're raised to succeed and to do good. And I think we've both grown up with uh, definitely a belt belt behind us and a fire lit in us to uh, always want to be the best and I think for us for us to get together and do this it's uh, pretty cool but you just keep you got to keep focused I mean yeah there's always another show if you don't win you got to go try to win the next one and you got to make yeah. sure everything's 100% to win because 
you don't when you win one, you don't want to lose ever again. So that's right. That's what drives us. You just gotta keep winning. Just a personal story along those lines. Uh, My wife and me won. Champion Mark Effort or State Fair has nothing to do with how the competitive level of some of the steer shows you guys have won. But every year, just I can relate to that. Every year we won it. I was think I was like Jim Trussell or or Nick Saban. I was thinking about next year how we were going to win that thing the next year, the day we were winning it that year. No doubt. <laughs> so it's always about the next show, um, no matter how much success you get. So and it's that it's that way a lot in the Bulls too. I mean. We're really comfortable with our group of bulls this year. I've never felt the market coming at me from about five or six different directions like I do right now as I'm driving around the country. But uh, I guarantee I've made a few acquisitions on, on in my time on the road here in the last couple of weeks, and it's always about the future. You can never look look just at the present, and you dang sure can't look at the past. So, anyways, yeah. I appreciate your time. I think we actually talked about shit that people will be truly invested in, like uh, yeah. the story of Red Rocky or some of the stuff we just talked about with uh, your 13 champion at Fort Worth. I think that'll be truly entertaining content, and uh, I think you guys will be happy with the final product. Okay, boys? Yes, sir. I'd be perfect. <laughs>